From the digital team at savannahnow.com, this is Difference Makers, a podcast featuring interviews with Savannah's community leaders about what they do, how they do it, and why. My name is Adam Van Brimmer, and joining me on the June 12th episode is the new boss of the Savannah Morning News, Editor Raina Cash. Difference Makers is presented by the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com have undergone a series of significant changes over the past few years. The most recent is the naming of a new editor, veteran journalist Raina Cash. She's been the talk of the town ever since her hiring was announced. She assumed her position earlier this week, and what better way to introduce this new community leader than to invite her on as a guest on the Difference Makers podcast, where Savannah's leaders come to share insights on what they do, why they do it, and why it is important to this community. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this interview with editor Raina Cash. Pleased to be joined on the Difference Maker podcast today by the the new editor, the editor of the Savannah Morning News. She is in day four on the job, and that is Raina Cash. As the editor of the Savannah Morning News, she will direct all of our news coverage, and she will also have some responsibilities with the other two Gannett properties in the state, which are the Augusta Chronicle and the Athens Banner Herald. She is the Georgia State Director which, uh, Raina, correct me if I'm wrong, but that means you will kind of lead a lot of the collaboration efforts amongst the papers to cover some news of shared interest and really kind of enhance uh, the coverage that we do around the state and not just in Savannah. That's exactly right. Just uh, expanding it and making it more of a, a regional approach to how we cover Georgia since we have these three properties. Well, before we dig into your, your biographical background, let's Let's just talk about what everybody really wants to know in this community, and that is, what is your vision? I know when we when when the hiring was announced, we ran a story where you talked about kind of what your vision was and, and what your philosophy of of news gathering and newspapers or news organizations. I guess we're not just a newspaper anymore, but a news organization. And if uh, when you when you see people in town and they ask you, "What are y'all about?" What are you going to tell them? Well, first of all, I'm really excited to uh, be joining the Savannah Morning News on savannahnow.com. I'm excited to be back in Georgia. Uh, I worked previously uh, in Atlanta, and I can't wait to to get out and meet those folks that you're talking about uh, in the community and and be a part of of, um, this city. Um, As far as how, uh, what my philosophy is or how we will approach uh, news coverage, uh, in Savannah, um, we want to be a news organization that uh, our bedrock, what we will be built on, will be investigations and enterprise, uh, mm-hmm. telling people stories that perhaps they had not thought about, uh, telling stories in new and dynamic ways. Um, number one, we want to be interesting and be memorable. And for, for good reason, uh, we, we uh, intend to hold government and local uh, officials accountable. Um, we want to tell the stories that haven't been told and be a voice to the voiceless uh, in the city. Um, of course, there's also surprise and delight 
Uh, everybody uh, needs a little bit of a breather, um, you know, so we will have good entertainment coverage and, and keep people informed about uh, their local sports and restaurants and other activities and things of that nature. Uh, but the thing that's really going to drive us um, that's, that's really going to uh, serve the readers in Savannah and surrounding areas uh, will be our enterprise work and uh, our local investigations. And I want to, we're going to circle back near the end and talk a little bit about how news has changed throughout your career or how news is covered and delivered uh, in, in, in your time in the industry and really what a 21st century or a next generation look at news is like. But, but we'll circle back to that. But let's start. You mentioned that you're happy to be back in Georgia. Let's back up even farther and let people get to know a little bit about you and where you come from. I know that it all started in the state to our south, correct? Florida, can you kind of walk us through? That's right. Growing up? Yeah, uh, so my hometown is Sanford, Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. For a long time, we were known as uh, the last stop on the Amtrak auto train. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> we've grown a little bit uh, more since then, but uh, Sanford, Florida, it's about uh, 20 miles from Orlando, and um, went on to uh, Florida a and University in Tallahassee. I'm a proud Rattler. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, my first job out of school uh, was at the Miami Herald. Uh, right. My career track has primarily uh, been in sports. I started out as a sports reporter at the Herald covering high school sports. Uh, I'm really passionate about high school sports still to this day. I just, I love it and enjoy it. And I love the way it brings communities together and the rivalries and um I love to see, I can look back now on so many of those kids that I covered and, and see them now in the NFL or in uh, in some cases, their kids getting ready to right. go into the NFL. Um, right. So uh, it, it just stopped me if I'm going on too long. Um, no. I left uh, I left Miami and I went to the Dallas Morning News. Um, oh, I should say too, while I was in Miami, uh, on the second part of my career down there, I began to cover uh, professional golf. Um, I don't know how to play golf. I'm not good at it at all. So as much as I would love to get out there with some of the uh, folks in the community for a round of golf, uh, we may have to settle for a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> but uh, uh, So I, I did that, and then I left and went to the Dallas Morning News um, and was there in Texas, uh, first covering SMU and then down in Austin uh, on the University of Texas Athletics Beat. Um, saw some at great a time when, there. At a time when the Dallas News, at a time when the Dallas Morning News was basically the gold standard in sports. Yeah, Is yeah, that-, that was the that was one of the uh, top, probably top five destinations in the right. country. If you if you were in sports, that's where you wanted to be on the sports day staff. And so it was a mm-hmm. real honor for me uh, to to be there and uh, to work with some of the best journalists, sports journalists in the country. Um, and be in a big newsroom. Um, and I left Dallas, uh, left Texas, and uh, came to Georgia. I have family in Atlanta. Um, I wanted to be back closer to home in the South. I'm a Southern girl. Uh, that's, that's who I am. It's in my blood. And uh, so I left there uh, after a few years and joined the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Um, which is where I met you, um, not That's at right. AJC, but, uh, you know, we're both covering the Georgia Tech beat. That's right. Um, 
Yeah. So um, I covered Georgia Tech and and other local colleges and uh, about halfway through uh, moved into uh, sports management and then um, overall newsroom management and did a bunch of things there at the AJC, a great news organization. Uh, matter of fact, I still have a home in Atlanta. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, I don't go there a lot, but, um, you know, I still frequently come back to Georgia, even all these years that I've been gone. Um, I left uh, Atlanta and uh, went to Sporting News in uh, Charlotte, and I was the NFL editor there, college's editor, and then NFL editor, and then uh, deputy sports editor. Uh, was there for seven years. Uh, great organization. Uh, was the oldest sports news magazine sports magazine in the country, 130 years. Uh, You know, a lot of people knew or recognized that as sort of like the Bible of of sports journalism, Bible of baseball. And uh, unfortunately, the print product uh, folded and we became a 100% digital platform. And that kind of changed the course of my career in that I became, uh, you know, more and more digitally focused. And we can talk more about that later. And a couple of stops uh, speed through uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, uh, where I was the Vikings editor up there in the minus 10 degree cold. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was <laughs> uh, right. Oh, man, it was brutal, but it was a beautiful city. Loved it. Uh, left there, went to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Gannett newspaper, the Courier Journal, uh, was a sports editor running the department there. Great time covering the University of Louisville and Kentucky and uh, all of the all of the sports in in the state of Kentucky, and uh, and now I'm here in Savannah. It took me a long time to get here, but uh, I'm very happy to uh, to start this new chapter, and uh, I plan to be here for a while. There's a lot there to unpack, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way back and say, when you were a girl, what got you interested in sports? Were were you an athlete? Was it somebody in your family? What what kind of got you on that sports career path? Yeah, I started I started playing sports. Um, I don't know, as, as I was young, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. I was on um, a basketball team, and um, I just came from an area where sports is really big there in the city of Sanford. Uh, my brother played sports as well. Uh, my parents were active. My my father was an amateur boxer for a while. Um, so I've always been around it and always loved it. And um, it just so happens that I was pretty good at it. I was a decent athlete, um, played basketball all the way through high school, uh, ran track, and then uh, ran track in college also. Uh, that was a long time ago, Adam, and, and we're not going to get into a foot race. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want anybody challenging me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, that was a um, – a blessing uh, to have that ability and it it really started my whole professional life right because I was able to go to college on a scholarship which I may not have been able to afford to go to school otherwise and right. having that education from Florida A&M opened up my life uh, my professional life and has um, taken me uh, you know taken me down some um, amazing paths um, both the journalism school there, the university overall, and, um, of course, the, the track and field program. So very fortunate in that regard. Uh, I'm not a sports junkie, 
I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, but um, my teams are the 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 Spurs. Oddly okay. enough, I love I love the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and uh, I, I really love. You're not going to sing the song for us, are you? No, no, I'll spare you. <laughs> and of course, uh, Miami Dolphins. Okay, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, it's 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 good because it it taught me, you know, being an athlete, uh, disciplined, uh, being determined, uh, having focus, and all those things that you learn just from being involved and around sports. And in many ways, I kind of approach my work the same way with some of those same principles of like not giving up, not quitting, seeing things through to the end, uh, wanting to win, wanting to be the best. And I apply that still to this day to uh, every aspect of, of my work. Did dad take you to the boxing gym when he was training and as a kid to watch, to watch your father take some blows here and there? Can you, can you reflect back on that experience? I don't remember it that well. I remember going to some of his fights. Uh, I remember more of him like training and uh, running around in the neighborhood doing the, you know, the shadow boxing. And uh, Mm -hmm. we had a, we had a speed bag and a heavy bag in our garage. I don't know that he was good at it or anything like that. It was just, you know, just a part of the, a part of the, the, the childhood in a in a small way he you know he he probably left that when i was you know a small kid um okay but, yeah did you did, did you work the did you work the speed bag as a child did i work the speed bag <laughs> the speed yeah. bag you out in the garage and work the speed bag I'm, yeah of course i played around with it <laughs> and the heavy bag too putting my little uh pipe-sized fist into the heavy bag right right well, i'll remember that i don't want to mess with you right now <laughs> I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) We are speaking with Raina Cash, editor of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com, on this episode of the Difference Makers podcast. Before we continue our discussion, let's pause and recognize a Difference Makers presenting sponsor and a real Difference Maker in our community, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. The team at CETA is pushing to make Savannah a great place to work and live. CETA is committed to creating, growing, and attracting jobs and investment in the Savannah region. Whether a business looking to relocate to the Savannah region or an existing business ready to grow and expand, CETA is the centrifuge of a propeller, making the connections, helping propel the business to success. Learn more about the Savannah Economic Development Authority and what they do in the Savannah community by visiting CETA.org. Now, back to Ray Cash. So uh, you mentioned your parents. Uh, you mentioned that without the scholarship, you might not have been able to go to school. Uh, I take it blue collar background for your parents. Uh, blue collar background. Um, my father uh, was a uh, or or is a dental lab technician. He owns his own dental lab. You know, making dentures and partials and stuff. He worked really really hard all the time. My mother uh, is in medical coding and billing and things of that nature. Uh, they uh both retiring soon, hopefully. Um very, very hard workers. Um, so I know what that looks like because of them. Yeah. Is that is that where your work ethic comes from, you think, just watching them? Yeah, I would think so, for sure. Um I don't know any other way. And uh I've been accused of being a workaholic, so that's something I have to be mindful of. But it's just the the push to 
I don't like mediocrity. Right. And to, to strive to be mediocre is just not my nature. And so I push really hard to, um, to be great. Like if you're going to do it in my mind, then you should try and be great at it. And, um, so I probably get that from my mom. Um, that's, that's the way she is. I remember often, you know, working those three to 11 shifts and then she would go to school, uh, you know, the community college trying to get a certification for this or that. Um, and then still had time for the family and cooking and all those casseroles because my father couldn't cook. So she'd make those casseroles <laughs> and crock pot dishes and things like that, that we could use while she was at work at night that we could eat. You know, she just, uh, she just drives really hard. And the fact that she's still working today and she works in Daytona beach and, um, I'm ready for her to retire, but, uh, you know, she, she likes to, she likes to stay busy and she has a passion for her community. I think I get that from her as well. Passion for a community, passion for the elderly and disenfranchised, um, and really caring for people in a, in a real and genuine way. Um, I definitely inherit that from my mother. Any other childhood influences that, that run through your life today? Was it, whether it's music or art or culture or what have you, anything you really put your finger on? Um, uh, no, not really. I should mention, since I'm talking about family, mention um, my brother. Uh, my brother was a tremendous high school athlete as well, uh, played <clears> football. <throat> um, and uh, he, he, he works hard. <laughs> he works hard. And it's, it's, just a, it's just a part of our, our family uh, bloodline, I think. So you mentioned earlier, you walked us through your your career in, in sports journalism. And, you know, obviously you mentioned that you and I covered the same beat for a couple of years for, I guess they would be considered competing publications, but I don't ever really feel like we were competing. We were, we were peers and colleagues. And uh, of course, during that time, we got to see one of the great football players probably of all time up close and Calvin Johnson, when he was at, at Georgia tech, when you look back at your sports writer career, it, it, it who jumps out at you? What jumps out at you? Whether it's an event, whether it's a person, what people love to, you know, you know, this people are always asking me, Oh, you know, what was your favorite thing ever to cover? Or who was your favorite athlete ever to, to associate with or to, or to cover? Uh, and I'm wondering kind of what your, what your answers to those kind of questions will be, because you will get them. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, Calvin Johnson was really special at the Megatron. Uh, I remember the, one of the first, little bits I wrote about him was uh, he was a freshman and he came to Georgia Tech and it was two a days, you know, in the, yeah. in the uh, early fall. And I wrote some uh, gushing review of his performance at practice. And somebody wrote me uh, an email or a note and said, calm down, Miss Cash. It's just the practice. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't get so excited. <laughs> God, I wish I'd clipped that and saved it. Uh, but he's certainly one of the one of the great ones uh, that I got a chance to see. Of course, I've um, I've done some NFL as well. Uh, but one of the last things I did uh, before I left Minneapolis was um, lead the Super Bowl uh, coverage. So that was fun. So I've done a, a couple a couple of Super Bowls. Was Vince Young playing at Texas when you were covering the Longhorns? Uh, he came, he was a freshman, but Chris Sims was the guy when I was there and okay. Cedric Benson, uh, right. who we've lost, unfortunately, there were some, there were some great players on that team too. 
when I was covering high school sports in uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, uh, there's a high school down there called Coral Springs High School. And I was right out of school. I probably didn't know, didn't know the great, didn't recognize the greatness when I saw it in front of me. And one of the uh, players that uh, I covered down there is about to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> Steve Hutchinson, offensive lineman, oh, yeah. uh, had a great NFL career. And uh, I got a chance to watch him in high school. So I, I look back on those kinds of memories like, man, you know, you really, you really had it special. Um, so, again, all those guys down there in Miami and Dade County, um, just, a, just a hotbed of, of talent. So as you transition from, from being on the sports side to being more on the, the, the broader news side, I always joke with people that, you know, I say that sports journalists make the, the best journalists just because we're used to, you know, analyzing as the thing's going on and turning things around quickly and, and asking, you know, people tough questions. Am, am I overstating our prowess uh, that comes from our background or, or what's your take on, on how sports translates to everything else in, in terms of news coverage? Uh, no, I don't think you're overstating it at all. Uh, there is a, a certain skill set that uh, people with sports backgrounds have, uh, re- a real sense of urgency, um, competition uh, with our peers, um, being able to, to analyze things quickly, put things into perspective uh, for, for readers, and being versatile you know, hopping from one thing to the next. And I think all of those things uh, serve or translate well in a news environment. But beyond that, for me personally, while I bring all of those things to the table with my experience in sports, um, for me, the the thing that interested me or among the things that interested me in this job are are the things that interest me in life. And that goes far beyond sports. Um, the 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 way the world works the way our country works and our local government. Um, these are things that I wanted to be closer to. I wanted to be closer to the community on a broader scale uh, to be able to um, record uh, and impact um, coverage in, in a way uh, that became more and more or has become more and more meaningful to me. Um, and so while I love sports still, and I'm always going to have a finger on the pulse of it, uh, I'll stay involved in some ways. There are just, uh, there are other issues, um, in the world. I mean, we're, we're right now in the teeth of a pandemic. Uh, it hasn't gone away, uh, at all, unfortunately, and we've lost a lot of lives and the livelihoods, uh, we're, um, if we're not in a recession already, we're approaching it. And uh, people are predicting uh, a very heavy, long and persistent economic toll. And we're going to feel that uh, in Savannah and everywhere else in the, in the country. So that's, you know, that's a concern of mine. And then of course um, the, the issues that we are facing and have faced uh, forever in this country regarding race. It's, it's uh, like the time is now to address, the time has passed for us to, to take a serious look at 
racial and social justice um, and reform in this country. And so all, all of those are just some of the things, some of the topics that uh, have driven me to this point uh, to step outside of sports, to apply all that I know uh, as a journalist and all of my experience um, to um, really bring transformative coverage uh, to the city. Good. And that gives us a good segue. And let's start talking a little bit about uh, what you expect to bring. Obviously, the the news industry as a whole has been in transition for pretty much going on 20 years. But we've seen a lot of changes here locally in terms of becoming more digital first. And as uh, as ad revenue changes, the print edition has changed. And in the last couple of years, we've introduced a lot of new digital elements. And now we're looking at, uh, we have earlier deadlines for our print edition, which is kind of shifting our philosophy in terms of, of how we cover things and what we offer to, to different audiences. Can you just kind of pick up from there and talk about where you see it going and, and what you think some of the challenges are in terms of us delivering news, Savannah Morning News, SavannahNow.com, delivering news in the short term and in the long term? Yeah, um, the industry has changed. It's it's been uh, it's been a huge shift. Um, it's becoming a greater challenge uh, for us to penetrate the communities the way we would like. Uh, but to me, that also uh, presents greater opportunities. Um, we have the ability now to reach more people uh, through uh, our website than we ever have more than, uh, you know, turn back the hands of time, uh, the print edition could ever reach. Um, it, yeah. Even at its peak, it could not uh, reach as many people as we can through our website. And so with that in mind, um, from a digital standpoint, uh, that's our goal. Our goal is what, whatever the, the population, what is the, what is the total population in, in Savannah, Adam? Uh um, Chatham, I'll, I'll give you Chatham County, and it's 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 up upwards of two hundred and fifty, two hundred seventy five thousand. If you throw in the two neighboring counties, you're looking at three seventy five to four hundred thousand. I want to reach all four hundred thousand of them, <laughs> and everybody, and we can. Why? Right. Because everybody has a mobile device. Right. Everybody has a phone. Uh, if you don't have a computer, you have a phone. You have an app. You have. Um, Pod, you know, audio where you can listen to the podcast. You have a way to watch the videos. You know, so many people are on social media. We're there too. So wherever people are, whatever devices they're using, however they are consuming news, that's how and where we want to reach them. And the product that we want to deliver is going to be things that are essential to their daily lives. Um, so I think this is a great opportunity for us. It's not like uh, the website is new. We didn't just launch the website, but to make that distinction uh, between uh, the, the print product and, and the website, um, in terms of uh, savannahnow.com, we're going to have a sense, uh, we're going to have urgency. We're going to break news there. Uh, that is our platform for breaking news uh, for multimedia for analysis, you know, for visual, uh, a greater visual element with our tremendous photo galleries. There's just an abundance of content, unlimited content. And uh, we want people to see it. We want to organize it and package it in a way 
that makes sense to them. So if they're more comfortable with consuming things on their app, fine. If they're more comfortable, if they're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we'll be there. Um, if they're sitting at their computer at work and take a peek at the website, we'll be there. If they want to listen to their podcast while they're out on a run or driving, uh, commuting, um, wherever you are. And that's, you know, that's our goal there. In terms of the paper, uh, you mentioned the earlier deadlines. Um, it's not, it's not our platform for breaking news. If, if news right. breaks and we're able to get it in there, fine. But that's really where we're going to try and help you understand the news. We're going to right. really try and help you uh, know not just what happened, but why it happened and what effects will it have on you personally as a reader and on your community and uh, on your neighbors. That, that's, the, that's where we're going to allow the community, the voices of the community, um, particularly those who are subject matter experts on, on specific topics. We want to hear from you. We want you to submit uh, op-eds. Uh, we want to hear from our readers uh, via the letters. Um, this is uh, this is a platform where we we will deliver uh, like really interesting, compelling, beautiful storytelling, um, and that will be reflected on the website as well uh, with new story formats uh, that will roll out. Um, but there is a distinction between the two, and uh, it's the paper isn't just the place where we just dump everything. No, it's, it's right. rich and dynamic in its own way. Right. Um, I, I think yeah. that print, that print discussion is a, is a big deal, right? Because we have a lot of people who are, who have been picking the paper up out of their driveway for decades who are scared to death that the print edition is going away and they look elsewhere and they see papers that have decreased in frequency that aren't publishing seven days a week. Some of them already aren't even publishing five days a week anymore. And they're just afraid of of what's ahead, and and I'm sure you dealt with this in, in these other places. Is you, you try to do your best to reassure them, and and say, hey, you know, we're still we're still publishing seven days a week. You open that paper, you still see advertising in that paper. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, the whole idea of of really defining better what the platform on the web is for and what the platform of the print is for, I think will really give people some peace of mind. Um, yeah. Have you found that in, in other experiences? You know, the thing is don't abandon your audience until they've abandoned you. And uh, we still want to be there for, for that segment of our population who, uh, who still rely on uh, the printed paper. Uh, but, you know, What's going to help us thrive and survive as a news industry and as a local news organization is going to be growing our digital subscription base. We need, um, you know, I'm going, I'm asking, I'm asking people to support us. I'm asking people to subscribe, but I know that I can't do that unless I'm giving them the products that they need, the news that they need. Uh, and so it's a two-way street. We do our part. And now, hey, Savannah, can you please do your part? Can you, can you be a loyal subscriber to us? Can you, can you purchase a digital subscription uh, to help support our journalists? Uh, our, our guys are working hard. Uh, I've been here for a week and I, I see it close up. Um, people are working very long hours. Uh, we work through the middle of the night on, on election night. 
and that's just um, typical. It wasn't an exception. Um, they care about the, the the city. They care about the people here, and they want to um, they want to present work that they can personally be proud of and that the city can feel good about. That we can say, have you have you been to SavannahNow.com today? Did you see what they had? Uh, we want people talking about us around the water cooler uh, right. or wherever people gather these days. Um, that's that's how we're going to survive. That's the only way we're going to survive. Uh, we and love our print readers. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry. We love our print readers. We need you. We want them to be there. But the future of our the future and present of our company too, in addition to that, is with our digital uh, audience. And isn't that interesting, right? We we've done such a poor job, and not, I'm not just talking about Savannah Morning News. I'm talking about journalism as a whole of of telling our story and proving our value to people. You know, 20 years ago, we all went online and basically dumped our news on there for free and devalued the news. And then you had social media come along where anybody and everybody could could see themselves as as a if not a journalist, at least somebody who could who could parrot what they read somewhere else. And it's it's proven very hard industry wide to convince people again of the value of the news. How do we do that? Is it what you talk about? Just just telling the stories that aren't being told and, and telling stories and sharing information that makes a difference in people's lives. What, what all goes into that? Being, being good at it, being not just good at it, but great at it and doing things that our peers uh, in the industry aren't doing and that you're not going to find on your local blog. Uh, you know, you're not going to find it on CNN or New York times or any of these places until we do it. And then it captures the national attention. That's that's a great thing about uh, I love national media and I subscribe to, uh, you know, national websites as well. Uh, but nine, a lot of times they stumble upon a story uh, because it's surfaced and bubbled up from the local reporting. So it starts here, starts it starts right here in our backyard, which is why um I'm putting this emphasis on local investigations and enterprise, not not to get national attention, but to right. say, hey, there are important things happening right here. And you're right. It is valuable. Uh, there aren't too many things that you can get in this life for free. And we gave it away for a long time. And um, it took us a while to to realize that uh, this digital audience is going to be what it is in the in the billions around the world. And um, that we should we should put a value and a price tag on that. And hopefully people will appreciate that. Just like you go into the convenience store and you pick up whatever items you pick up or uh, you don't get your cable television for free. Uh, you know, none of it is free. And right. we're not trying to uh, we're not trying to take advantage of people. I see that a lot. You know, we're not trying to take advantage of people. Um, but we're just trying to uh, put a value on, on the work we do, and hopefully uh, locals will um, appreciate it. Again, you are listening to a conversation with Raina Cash of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. We interrupt this interview to invite you to check out our latest digital initiative, Savannah's Town Square on Facebook. Obviously, you enjoy the podcast, and many of you subscribe to our morning newsletter and watch or attend our monthly Brews and Views public forums. Savannah's Town Square is your chance to sound off. Every weekday, I post a talking point on Savannah's Town Square. 
a Facebook group page. Those who join the group are then free to engage with me and other members and discuss the topic. And unlike in comments sections and social media channels, we don't allow trolls and other mean-spirited posters to ruin what is meant to be a place for earnest, civil, and insightful dialogue. Go to Facebook today, search for Savannah's Town Square, and click the join button. We'll get you in on the conversation. Now, here's the rest of the Difference Makers interview with Reed Cash. up the conversation on on one topic and that is trust uh, you know these last recent years we have seen a, a erosion of trust in news media some of it is brought on by our by ourselves uh, we have at least on the national level and and maybe more so on the television side than the print side we see news that is driven by agendas and we've seen politicians and others kind of seize upon that whole that whole narrative and look for ways to basically expose the media. And, and sometimes they see, they see things that aren't really there, but it really doesn't matter. And you hear things like fake news. And as I'm sure you, you know, just the, the letters to the editor inbox that I get in the Vox Populi inbox that, that I have is just, it's filled with these, it's filled with this uh, vitriol that's aimed at the media and the whole idea of being enemies of the people. And I'm wondering, as you look both short term and, and down the road, where are we in terms of trust? How do we as a community journalism organization kind of set ourselves apart from from all that other drivel and, and stand apart and show that we are trustworthy, that we are the go to source? And, and, and that's it. I'm just going to yeah. say something else that pretty much hits yeah. Um, this is an important topic and an important point um, because it matters. I don't know how much repair can, I don't know how, I don't know whether we can win back those who have already determined that, you know, media isn't trustworthy. Uh, People are in their corners and they believe what they believe and that kind of thing. Uh, So my focus is, is, I think our focus as an industry uh, should be on being there for the people that that do trust us, Um, being there for the people who recognize the work that we put in, because it does matter. And here locally, um, my my hope is that once we're through this pandemic and if and if necessary before then, I look forward to holding these community forums to hosting them. Uh, where we bring people in to talk about different subjects, for them to pepper us with all kinds of questions, ask our uh, columnists, our beat writers questions, um, and allow them to moderate, you know, our our beat writers to moderate some of these conversations with community leaders and everyday people. Um, And we want to go where, go into the communities to have these, whether it's at the public library on one side of town and, um, you know, the rotary on the other side of town. It it really doesn't matter. We want to be all over uh, Savannah having these conversations and hopefully that will do a lot of goodwill. I'm making myself available uh, to people, but this, this idea of us being the enemy of the people, we're not the enemy of the people. We're the, we're the enemy of, we're the enemy of wrongdoing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we want to expose it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we want to expose it. It's so that's, day. You yeah, that's yourself on a day by day basis. I think is really what it comes down to. Right. You know, right. In journalism, when you're publishing 365 days a year, or you're 
you're basically online. You're only as good as, as what you did the last, the last time out. And I think that's, that's more true today than ever. Um, yeah. as you said, you're, you're in your first week, uh, any, any parting words? Uh, I know that, that you're not necessarily on the ground yet, but you will be soon. And what, uh, what's your first order of business with, with this community? Um, I'm, you're going to see a lot of me. Um, I'm going to be on the phone. I'm going to be at your table and in your office and welcome you to come and visit with me. Uh, my first order of business is get to know Savannah, not make any assumptions or presumptions about who and what Savannah is. I want to, I want to learn about this community on my own. Um, I want to meet people of influence and I want to meet everyday people. Right. on all sides of of the, of the city and the community and surrounding areas as well. And I want to bring coverage, uh, statewide coverage of Georgia uh, that affects all of us. Um, so that will be my, my first order of business. Well, thanks very much for carving out some time for the podcast today. And I hope folks have got a little taste now and are, are anxious to, to connect with you more. But thanks very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap on the June 12th episode of Difference Makers. Thank you to our guest, Raina Cash, as well as to our presenting sponsor, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Tap into the Difference Makers archives anytime on your favorite podcast app to hear interviews with more of Savannah's community leaders, such as America's Second Harvest, Mary Jane Crouch, Savannah film and ice cream icon, Stratton Leopold, and Savannah Mayor Van Johnson. Difference Makers is a production of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. Our next episode will post June 26th. On behalf of myself and producer Zach Dennis, thank you for listening.